through the seven letters um, that Jesus wrote to the churches. And uh, we have gone through five letters. And uh, the letter that I'm going um, to go through with you today is a letter to Thyatira. This will be the sixth letter. And after this, we're going to remain with one letter to the church of Laodicea. Yeah? So this will be the sixth one. But according to the letters in this book of Revelation, it's, it's the fourth letter. Are you with me? So I'm going to read Thyatira. Probably in your Bible it says the corrupt church. Revelation chapter... Revelation 2, chapter 8. So I mean verses 18. Revelation 2, 18. So I'm going to read. And to the angel of the church in Thyatira write, These things, says the Son of God, who has eyes like a flame of fire, and his feet like fine brass. I know your works, love, service, faith, and your patience. And as for your works, the last are more than the first. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you, because you allow that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, to teach and seduce my servants, to commit sexual immorality, and eat things sacrificed to idols. And I gave her time to repent of her sexual immorality, and she did not repent. Indeed, I will cast her into a sickbed, and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation, unless they repent of their deeds. I will kill her children with death. I thought, Jesus, this is serious. I thought killing was enough, but I will kill her children with death. And all the churches shall know that I am he who searches the minds and hearts. And I will give to each one of you according to your works. Now to you I say and to the rest in Thyatira, as many as do not have this doctrine, who have not known the depths of Satan, as they say I will, as they say, I will put on you no other burden, but hold fast. Somebody say, hold fast. Hold fast. Hold fast what you have till I come. And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give power over the nations. He shall rule them with the rod of iron. He shall be dashed to pieces like the potter's vessels, as I also have received from my father, and I will give him the morning star. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Amen. It is uh, quite a long letter, yeah? Actually, it is one of the longest letters that Jesus has written to the seven churches. All right. And yet, Thyatira was a small town, and Jesus had a lot to say about Thyatira. And um, by going through the five churches, I believe we are now understand that churches are different. Our strengths are different, just if we can look at the city of hope. If you, call, if you go to Millennium, you know what to expect. If you come here, you know what to expect. If you go to Jubilee, we know what to expect. Different expressions of worship. So we, we, we are different. 
But our focus is the same, to glorify the name of the Lord. Amen? Amen. So Thyatira just, is, was just one of those churches in town. Amen? Amen? Just to give you a background of Thyatira, Thyatira was a small town, as I have just said, but had a, was strategically located on um, some important roads and routes. So because of that, it was like a well-known center of commerce. A large number of highly trained people um, worked there. Um, there were a number of major deals operating in the town, um, like bronze and copper workers, uh, shoe makers, porters, uh, linen weavers of oriental rugs and dyers. Amen? So it was really a busy town. And if you want to get rich, you are supposed to live in Thyatira. All right. So we can move there. <laughs> awesome. So how did the Thyatirans uh, receive the good news? The Bible records in, the, in Acts chapter 16, 12 to 15, about a woman called Lydia. I'm going to read. From there, we traveled to Philippi, Philippi, a Roman colony and the leading city of that district of Macedonia. And we stayed there several days. <coughs> on, the on the Sabbath, we went outside the city gate to the river, where we expected to find a place of prayer. We sat down and began to speak to the women who had gathered there. One of those listening was a woman from the city of Thyatira, named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth. She was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. And when she and the members of her household were baptized, she invited us to her home. She invited us to her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us. Amen. So that's how the, 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 the good news traveled from Paul to uh, Lydia. She was on a, on a business trip and she, she caught the word and she said, come. Amen. Amen. Powered women. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right, come down, come down. <laughs> awesome. So we're going to go into the letter. But before I go there, I don't know if you have ever received a letter. Nowadays we're talking about text or emails. But just by receiving the text or the letter, the first sentence will tell you whether the person is pleased with you, whether the person is angry with you. You can actually read the mood of the person just by the first line of the text. Has it ever happened to you? If you went for a job interview, it will just be the first line. You know I've got the job or not. Just by the, you don't need to read the rest of the letter. Am I right? Yeah? It has happened to me before. Yeah? So I spent most of my life in, in boarding school. I went to boarding school at the age of 11. I don't know whose idea it was, but it was a brilliant idea because I enjoyed my life in boarding school, than <laughs> being at home. You know, when you could just get naughty at boarding school and you go to you go home, you're like a saint. Yeah, yeah. And uh, at boarding school, on every Saturday, well, last Saturday of every month, it was more exciting because after breakfast, we would congregate to a porch, and uh, then it was a Roman Catholic, um, a Roman Catholic. Um, boarding school, 
so that none will come with letters of that month. So she'll be shouting our names and giving them out, you know, giving out the letters. And uh, that was the best time because everyone was just like excited to receive something, you know, on that, on that particular day. Letters from parents, letters from friends, letters from boyfriends, letters from it was all girls. So, you know, like all girls, like, I've got a boyfriend, you know? <laughs> and uh, um, what I really liked most was my dad's letter because my dad's letter had something in it. You know what I'm talking about? Banknotes. Yeah. So you open and you're like, oh, that was so Time to go shopping. And that was really exciting. But I had a friend, at one time I had a friend called uh, Cecilia. I can mention her name because you'll never meet her, really. You know, she's called Cecilia. <laughs> <laughs> so Cecilia did, did a mistake one, uh, at, at one time. She wrote a letter to her dad and she wrote a letter to her boyfriend. Oh, no. So she mistakenly swapped the letters. So she sent the letter, her dad's letter to her boyfriend, and her boyfriend's letter to her dad. By the Holy Ghost. So her dad was so furious that she, he didn't want to be in contact with her, basically. But her boyfriend is the one who said, you sent me a letter, but that letter that you wrote me, I think it's your dad's. And that's when he... Well, that's when she thought, oh my gosh, I'm in big, big trouble. <laughs> so, obviously, as we all wait for this last Saturday of the month, she was also waiting for the last Saturday of the month just to receive, you know, just to receive a letter. But obviously, you know, her heart is pounding, you know. You don't do things like that. So she received a letter, and uh, it was from her dad, but she was shaking. Her dad is not there. She's shaking. She's like, oh gosh, I don't want to open this. I don't want to open it. I don't want to open it. Okay. And she took the letter and we went to the our dormitory and uh, we sat down. And she said, oh, just open this. Just, you know, everyone wants to see. Because it's like a big story, isn't it? We want to see how, what, what is written. And uh, she opened it. She's like, I can't read it. I can't read it. Just read it for me. And we took, we, we, we took the letter and we read. And a few tears, of course. Like, don't you ever think of coming to to the house for a holiday. Wow. Where else would she go? <laughs> you know? But can you feel the sense that just by you receiving a letter, just by you reading the first sentence, you know what the story is about. So the same thing with the people in Thyatira. Jesus is saying, this thing says the Son of God who has eyes like a flame of fire and his feet like fine brass. So in Thyatira, it wasn't like purely, um, majorly religious compared to like Semena, churches in Semena or churches in Pergamon. But in Thyatira, they had um, a temple god, they had a chair in their, um, to their temple god, Apollo. So Apollo was god of the sun. Are you with me? So when Jesus is coming in and he's saying, I am the son of God. Jesus is speaking their language. Jesus is telling them, I know you have God of the son, but I am the son of God. So Jesus is introducing them, I mean himself. He's saying, I'm higher than what you believe in. I am the son of God. But it doesn't end there. Jesus is saying, my eyes like a flame of fire and uh, his feet like fine brass. He's speaking his uh, you know their language as well. Because these guys, you know, they're tread, they're into 
these things, you know, trade wise. So they understood what Jesus was talking about. Are you with me? So just by introducing themselves, the Thyatirans could have been shaken. Because they're thinking, oh gosh, this is, this is big. The son of man, I mean the son of God, has come into town, basically. So we have to understand that Jesus now is introducing himself, not like a son of man. He is saying, I'm the son of God. Mm -hmm. In other words, I'm holy. In other words, I'm deity. In other words, I am the creator. In other words, I am supreme. In other words, I am the judge. In other words, I've got divine power. I am the son of God. Come on. It is important to know the son of God and to know the son of man. When we go into the street, we introduce the son of man. The man who can relate to the humanity. The man who walked on earth. We, we know we come Jesus, I mean Christmas is coming. We will be talking about Jesus in a manger. That is the son of man. But after, from no, after knowing the son of man, we have to graduate to knowing the son of God. Amen. Amen. The son of God. That is the reason why Revelation is loaded with blessings. There is a blessing according to Revelation chapter 1 that when we read it, we receive a blessing. Why? Because now we are, we, are, we, are, we are seeing Jesus, the exalted king. We are seeing Jesus as the king of kings. We are seeing Jesus who has triumphed. We are seeing Jesus who is victorious in the book of Revelation. Hallelujah. Let us read this book. Let us read this book. At first I read it, I was like, this book is confusing. I'm just in beasts and homes and, you know, you can just, we can be lost in those things. But there's a blessing in this. Because that's when, when Jesus is, is, is exalted. Jesus is the king. Hallelujah. So Jesus does not end there. Okay, before I go there, let me just take you to, 10, to Daniel chapter 10. I'll read it because, just to save time. Daniel chapter 10, Daniel had a glimpse of what Jesus is. Jesus is talking about here. Um, we know Daniel, you know Daniel fast that people talk about. And uh, the Bible says that after Daniel had fasted, a certain man appeared to Daniel. It says, I lifted my eyes and looked. I'm reading from Daniel, Daniel chapter 10 from verse 5. It says, I lifted my eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose waist was girded with gold of Euphrates. His body was like beryl, his face like the appearance of lightning, his eyes like torches of fire, his arms and feet like burnished bronze in color, and the sound of his words like the voice of, of a multitude. This is not a son of man. This is a son of God. This basically is, you are safe to say this was the pre-incarnate Christ. Are you with me? Some people say angels, but you are safe to say this was just Jesus in the shadow. Are you with me? So we, we understand the picture that the theaters are having. They know that, wow, Jesus has come himself. He is, he means business. Because this picture, what we just read in Daniel, Daniel chapter 10, it means I mean business. I have showed up in power. Are you with me? So what did Jesus have to say about the Atherians? So the Bible, the Bible states that, I know your works, love, service, faith, and your patience. And as for your works, the last are more than the first. So the 
There are some affirmations there that Jesus is giving them. Jesus is saying, from the time you, you, you knew me, from the time you started believing in me, I know your love. Your love has increased. It says here that the, the, your, your, everything has been more than the first. In other words, you are improving. In other words, you are growing. Your love has increased. You used to love me, but you're loving me more. Your faith has increased. You used to have faith in me, but your faith has increased. Your patience has increased. Your faith has increased. Your service has increased. And your works are not the same. You have increased. You are growing. You are progressing. We serve a God who wants progression. Amen. Amen. And I had this question to, you know, I was asking myself that, what would Jesus say? If Jesus would appear like in front of you, the way I am appearing now, what would he say about your love? Would he say you're loving me more than you did last year, two years ago? What would he say about your love? Are you loving your family more? Are you loving your friends more? How is your love for God? How is your love for your family? How is your love for your community? What would Jesus say about your faith? The Bible tells me that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Are we spending time with him? Are we reading the word more than we did? Are we growing in faith? Are we trusting God for more things? Or some ridiculous things? You know, when some declarations are done, you're like, God, can he really do that? But faith is just not about seeing before the, before the things are, you know, appear. You just trust in what has been declared. Are we having faith in God? What would God say about our, our service? How are we serving in church? How are we serving our community? Would Jesus say that the way you were serving me last year has increased? You are serving me more? You are using your knowledge more? Or are we just coming to church just to hear the word and we go home, hallelujah? Are we using our knowledge? Are we using what we have? Are we using everything that we have to serve in the house of God? How is our service to our pastor? Simple things like those. Hello. What would Jesus say about our works? Is it better? Is it getting better? Is it progressing? Amen. That's what uh, Pastor Philip was just sharing. We're just talking about it. We're saying, you know, we just want to give more. We just want to bless more. Just see where the need is. We just we just want to give more. Not that because, you know, we are, we are, the, there has been so much increase, but because we are believing that we want more from God, therefore we're going to sow our seed like crazy. We just want to sow seed. Amen? Amen. Amen. So that don't take anything for granted. Simple things like, are you going to bring food? We're having food next week. Are you going to bring food? Oh, I'm going to bring this. Those are your works. Don't look at them as your serving man. Those are your works. I passed a point whereby I, I don't cook food for anybody just for just to cook and no. I cook it, I do it for God. Because I can go to God and say, God, remember that day I bet myself in the kitchen and la 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 la. God will understand me. <laughs> yeah? Don't just do anything for nothing. I always say only a only a foolish farmer will go into the field and just plant for the sake of planting. Not expecting anything. We are not like that. 
we should know better. When we are giving someone, when we are blessing someone, we expect a return. We expect a return because sometimes we don't, we're like, oh, we are too humble. I don't want anything in return. I do want something in return from what I'm sowing. I do want something in return. It's biblical, it's in the word. Give it, it'll come back to you. I do want something in return. Cornelius was blessed. Cornelius gave and God remembered him. Why? Because he was sowing, he was sowing, he was sowing. So let us not get tired in doing works. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. But Jesus had something further to say. Amen. Amen. Jesus is saying, nevertheless, I have a few things against you because you allow that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, to teach and seduce my servant to, to commit sexual immorality and to eat things sacrificed to idols. And I gave her time to repent of her sexual immorality, and she did not repent. Indeed, I'll cast her into a sickbed, and those who commit adultery with her and with great tribulation, unless they repent of their deeds. So Jesus is saying, I gave her a chance. The Son of Man gave her a chance, but now her time has passed. Now the Son of God has come. Are you with me? Now, just to understand this, um, the people in Thyatira had to belong to a trade guild. So whatever guild you were in, you had to, 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 to belong to a union. So for example, I'm a nurse by profession. I belong to a union. Yeah? Mm -hmm. So that union kind of commends you. It gives you that job security and all those kind of things. It was just the same in, the, in, in this um, in this age, whereby they were commended and job security and social security. You had to belong to, you couldn't operate independently. But there was a trap in this um, in these guilds because they were holding parties and their parties were not godly. That's what that's why Jesus is coming in here with this. There were parties were not godly, they were celebrating in the local temples and by eating food that has been sacrificed to idols. And it was not ending there, it was ending up in orgies. That's why God is saying, no, no, your sexual immorality, even in the temple, this has just gone beyond. You have allowed Jezebel. Some people are saying, not some people, but the, but the, 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 the Bible, um, some versions, that's what I wanted to say, talks about suffering Jezebel. In other words, you're just tolerating Jezebel. You're not even fighting. You're not even doing anything to fight against this spirit. It's not the Jezebel that King Ahab uh, married. We know that that one died. But it's now the spirit. Yeah? It's now the spirit that you're carrying on. You're, you're not tolerating. You're not even fighting it. I cannot stay with sin because I am a holy God. Amen? Amen. I am a holy God. Jezebel talks about spiritual manipulation. Jezebel talks about, um, I mean, is about spirit of control. Jezebel is about uh, sexual evasion. Um, that is what Jesus is against. Jesus is saying, no, I cannot, I cannot take this anymore. You need to do something. Although you are doing good works, but this part, I'm not happy with this part. Amen. So further on, Jesus is saying, but hold fast. Not everyone is dancing to Jezebel's tune. But hold fast to those people who are not who have not taken the 
infection, Jezebel infection. Hold fast until I come. Hold fast. What have we believed in God? Whatever we believe in God, hold fast to that. Whatever you have received from God, hold fast to that. If it's a miracle, hold fast to that miracle. If it's a if it's a, if it's a testimony, whatever testimony it, it, it is, God is saying, hold fast to that. Don't lose it. Because when you hold fast to it and you're looking at it, you see the goodness of God. Hold fast till I come. And then he says further, he says, authority, power, I will give to those people who hold fast over regions. In other words, those who overcome are the ones who have overcome the spirit of the world. Those who are victorious are those that have overcome the spirit of the world. So Jesus is saying, I'll give you power, I'll give you authority over the regions. Are you with me? Mm -hmm. Then he says, I'll give you the morning star. This was another language that this guy understood very well. The gift of the morning star. You want some hope? I'll give you the morning star. Hallelujah. Don't we serve a good God? The God that knows our language. The God that understands where we are. The God that removes confusions and, and, and just lightens things up. The morning star. Amen. So, getting into a battleground. You know, um, on Friday we were in Wolverhampton. Uh, the leadership team was in Wolverhampton, and uh, there was it was a good day. And uh, one of the speakers was talking about battleground. Sometimes we 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 kind of feel unsure and unsafe to get into the battleground, but we know that we're in a battle, right? We need to get into the battle, the, the battleground. So what what is that battleground? And, I think it's just more or less understanding what you're going through and looking at those things in the face and saying, no, you have to go out. You have to get out. You have to move. This situation must change. You cannot go to my children. Jesus is saying, I will not just punish Jezebel, but even the children. I'll kill them with death. So having that spirit to say, mm, I can judge as well. Why do we have that authority? The Bible says, for all who are laid, who are being laid, by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. The Bible says, for you are all sons of God through faith in Jesus Christ. So by now we know that a dog gives birth to a dog, a cat gives birth to a cat, and the son of a God gives birth to. So it doesn't stop there. We are gods. Because the Bible says, I said, you are gods. You are all sons of the Most High. You are gods. You can judge. You can look at a situation and say, you have to move. The same power that Jesus has to say to look at Jezebel and say, you, I'm going to kill you. We can look at a situation and say, you have to die now. You have to move now. You cannot go into my generation. You have to move now. I don't want to hear this again. This is the last time I'm hearing this. You have to die. You have to move. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Having that power, knowing where it's, it is coming from, that is the only thing you need to know. You don't stand on your own. We don't stand on our own. We have the most high God. Hallelujah. We cannot negotiate with Jezebel. You cannot negotiate with Jezebel. 
Maybe she doesn't have no skills. Hello? We just need to command her out. If you know, well, I've been fighting for this so long. I've been, why is this that every year I go through this? Why is it that every month I go through this? You just need to command it out. We cannot negotiate to say, mm, just this month, just leave me alone. Just probably next, we cannot do that. We cannot afford to do that. We are in a battleground. Am I talking to somebody? Yes. We need to denounce the power of the evil one. When we talk about the revelation, we are talking about Jesus who comes into a situation and heals. The, the diseases know that there is a king of kings in town. We have to move. We cannot stay in this body. Lack knows that we cannot stay here. We need to move. Poverty cannot stay here. Hallelujah. Amen. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things than this because I'm going to the Father. That is John 14, 12. What things are those? Judgment. Calling just judgment upon the evil one. Just saying, well, I know who I am. I know I can do what Jesus did. Hallelujah. I know the Son of God. I am a God. It's just not in your head. It is in the Bible. I am. I've got authority. I have power. Amen. Can you just briefly stand with me? If you can just stand with me. Amen. Amen. I just want you to have a brief look at your life. Just cast a brief look at your life. Whatever challenges you're facing, whatever it is, that is the Jezebel of your life. You just need to say, I'm, you are going to move. You are going to move. You cannot stay here. I've been bought by the powerful blood of Jesus. I'm just not a nobody. I am a somebody. You just need to look at that and just have your authority. Take the authority that has been given to you because you've been given that authority. Command things out. Command things out. Take your position and say, you need to get out. You cannot stay here. You cannot touch my children. You cannot touch my pocket. You cannot touch my career. You cannot touch anything that belongs to me. You cannot touch anything. You need to get out. You need to get out. Command any situation that is challenging you out. Just command it out. Look at it and say, no, 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 you cannot stay here. I know who I am. I know who I am. I know who who I am. I know who I am. I know who I am. The Bible says that you're going to be given nations. Just command that. 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 Because that is a promise of God in your life. Just command that. Command your healing. Command your healing. Command your Call upon it. Call upon it into your body. Call success into your life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you've given us power. Power to do things that you did, oh God. Even more. You said we can even do more. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We honor you, oh God, Father, for this afternoon. And every voice that is crying to you right now, we pray that you, that you are the God that hears us, oh God. You hear us when we pray. You hear us, oh God. You hear us.
hear us, oh God. Therefore, everything that we command, oh God, let us get out in our lives. Let it be so in the name of Jesus. For we have power in you. We don't have power on our own. We have power in you. 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 We thank you, Jesus. We give you all the glory. We give you all the glory. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory, Lord. We give you honor, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.